0: Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain, in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Barardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra.
1: Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Episode 541, holy majoli. Yeah, that's a lot of episodes.
2: Yes. Uh, If you're listening to the show on Sunday, this Tuesday from uh, 2 p.m. till 8 p.m., we will have Jay Mickens Music, The Empanada Lady, Sip and Swirl, CNJFO, Marty's V Burger, and uh, it's pretty much like an open house. Uh, because we're having so much trouble with people not following signs, we were gonna post <laughs> memes that we were having a grand reopening but then we thought everybody would think we're closed until Tuesday. So uh you know. Oh, grand reopening, they must be closed <laughs> they must then be closed because now. Yeah, so uh, it's uh, it's a little scary. So we're just calling it a uh, celebration. Okay? <laughs> That's good. We're celebrating like our uh, the, the new edition being open. <laughs> right. Phase two will be open. So <laughs> if, if you or your people are in the area, come on in and check it out. We'll on talk the
1: Lackawanna more. side, Lackawanna Avenue side.
2: Yes. My, my, my buddy uh, Kareem Hay sent me a bunch of swag uh, for necessary evil. the film. The, uh, the short story is done. it's in post-production now and it's going to be hitting all the film festivals and everything. So I'm very proud to be a, a producer and very a nice. sponsor of that. So <laughs> I think it's, uh, I think it's really, really cool. Uh, right before you know I did show prep last night, and right before uh, you uh, contacted me for the show. I saw this, and this touches my heart. Um, a um, school teacher, school lunch program in Patterson, Patterson Public School District, she, her name is Zellie Thomas, she posted a picture of the uh, food they're serving uh, the kids in um free lunch program, yeah. which, you know, the federal government get the, gives money to the states, and the states give money to the schools. So, So what probably happens is each kid's meal is probably – and then the actual value of the meal that the kid eats is probably about $0.04.
1: Yeah, probably so. You know,
2: after we get through 84 layers of bureaucracy and kickbacks and and hush money and no-bid contracts or anything. And it's unfortunate. This was in the Post. And uh, I'm a product of public housing, public assistance, food stamps, because before it was called Families First. And I was on the poor kid's school lunch program too. you know. Well, yeah. through uh, grade school and middle school, yeah, and I don't remember if it was in high school. We used school. to have to and say sp-
1: when you got up to the cashier, you had to. I had to say special. What did you did you adjust? Yeah, special. special. We had to say special. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: so so um, you
1: didn't say it like that though. <laughs> no.
2: So no, you, you whispered it because you were embarrassed. Right.
1: Exactly.
2: They're giving these kids meals like you you can't even imagine, and this is at the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Public School. And the pictures, like one meal, is one slice, Sandy, of processed turkey with a little gravy on it and maybe a tablespoon of canned carrots.
1: Are you serious? Uh-huh. Is that, a, is that just for the kids who are on the program? Yeah. uh-huh. Everybody else gets something different?
2: Uh, I think every kid in Patterson is on the program. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think the way it works, you know. And uh, this comes, they posted pictures of this. They showed another picture of like a cheesesteak. The picture of this, guys, the roll is 12 inches long and the cheesesteak is 4 inches and the cheese is 3 inches. So it's all bread. Yeah. And then there's another one, one slice of uh, cheese, one slice of ham on a roll. And this is after a week ago they were called to task the public school system, and they said they would be improving the uh, meals to the oh, kids. Oh, yeah, right,
1: exactly. Yeah. And
2: the kids are given this in a styrofoam container with no additional bread, no knife, no no condiments, nothing, all right? They're just disgusting, you know, meals. And this woman says this is, you know, unacceptable and Martin Luther King's uh, granddaughter uh, Bernice King she said they send it to her because the school's named after him but you know this is indicative this is how government works yeah exactly right you know uh, sure and I'm sure there's a private contractor that got the school lunch program and and these a are no kids, bid contractor correct and these are kids that are un, underprivileged and they're probably not getting enough to eat at home right you know a balanced meal and they get like a breakfast program and they get a lunch program they're in school and sometimes they have an after-school program and they get a snack and, and and they're feeding the kids shit
1: right they're feeding and, them crap that they probably are eating at home
2: correct and there's big fat cats somewhere which are you know living yeah. in houses and driving huge uh, boats and Rolls Royces and stuff
1: yeah well and, anytime and you get the government involved and you know what happens
2: we can't take care of our own uh-huh. and our, our borders are wide open and we're just inviting people here. Two in.
1: million have crossed the border since, since this yeah, you, you buffoon know, has taken office. You know that's a lie. Oh, you yeah. know that's a lie. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's, the that's, bottom, a, yeah. that's the bottom
2: number. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's a straight-up lie. There's, there's probably four million. And, again, they're changing the makeup of the country. And, you know, we're, we're, we're the citizens here, and we don't have any say.
1: No. No, we don't have any say in anything. We've lost control because we've allowed it to be taken one slice, one teeny tiny slice at a time. And we've been fed a line of crap and we are just fat and happy. And that's all going to come crashing down. And if let let me tell you, all you have to do is look at any big box store right now and see how bare the shelves are. I got a a flu shot yesterday at uh, CVS and, and standing there waiting for, you know, the pharmacist to come over, uh, just taking a look at the shelves, there was nothing on the shelves. Sandy, our inflation is through the ceiling. Yeah. Did and- you hear what do- the Dollar Tree did now?
2: <laughs> yeah, dollar twenty-five, dollar <clears throat> fifty. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to raise their prices. They Everybody can't keep is. up.
1: Yeah, exactly right. But does when do we stop? When do, when do we finally take notice? Well, a hundred and eighty percent increase now in natural gas for this heating season. Gasoline is up. Uh, almost double at this point, when do we take notice when do we when do we stop bending over? How about the border control agents are
2: going to be fired for not getting vaccinated, but the illegals coming in don 't have to be vaccinated
1: right exactly does that make sense well, you know they 're whipping people too. Yeah, with horse Uh, reins. Yeah, with horse reins.
2: United 600 people out of jobs because they won't get vaccinated, et cetera, et
1: cetera, et cetera. 90%. Remember the pots and pans, banging the pots and pans. Oh, you're all heroes now. You're all heroes. Now, uh, you don't want to get vaccinated? Don't come to work. You're fired. You're fired, right, exactly. And they're saying now that there is an over, there's a, a, a shortage of hospital beds everywhere because of COVID outbreak. Well, how about the mm. fact that everything goes based on census and they can only open a certain number of beds depending upon the nursing, uh, the, you know, the, the numbers of nurses to patients? Uh, and ah. when you don't have nurses, you have to shut beds. But buffoon in the in, in chief doesn't understand that when you make a sweeping uh, when you make a sweeping order executive order that says everybody with a hundred employees uh, or or more everybody has to be vaccinated or tested every single week it was fine for these people to work without any type of protection whatsoever including many times in the beginning PPE and um, but now all of a sudden they're vermin. You know, he has not a clue what's going on, right? No, of course not. I mean, no, seriously,
2: he has, like, no no clue.
1: He's The man is so brain-addled.
2: Yeah. You know, how many years have I been saying start judging the judges? Oh, forever. So for a lot of you that are new to listening, I want to tell you how how rigged the system is, and then I'm going to tell you a funny story. So in New Jersey, I've had judges that are members of my range, and I'm like, oh, good, a pro-gun judge, you're good to have around, superior court judge. And they're like, well, no, we never get gun cases. And I'm like, well, well, why? And they're like, well, because we're pro-gun. I'm like, well, but, but, but what do you mean? And they're like, well, every county has an assignment, assignment judge, judge, which yeah. is a political appointee, a.k.a. political hack. And the assignment judge assigns the cases to each superior court judge. And to keep the system rigged, The assignment judge, since they're a political appointee, they will never assign a gun case with a law-abiding citizen or something that could set precedent. They will never assign that to a pro-gun judge.
1: Right. Those guys only get the, the evictions. Correct. So the
2: system is rigged from the top to bottom. So when you think in New Jersey you're going to have your day in court, well, oh, shit, you're f- you're, forget <laughs> it. And then we talk about how, time, how judges release, you know, pedophile sex offenders and rapists and everything back out onto the street. And I've always said that they should live in the judge's house for six months.
1: Ah. Or, excuse or me. Or a they halfway li- house right next
0: door.
2: Yes. So now we just got an article broke um, in the Wall Street Journal. More than 130 federal judges... Possibly broken the law because they refused to recuse themselves for cases that
1: affected them (laughs) Mostly investments Surprise 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 As Gomer used to say
2: as they're approaching these judges. This is their responses. I regret my misunderstanding I dropped the ball. It was an oversight (laughs) Now can I go before a judge?
0: I, I get caught with a 12-round <laughs>
2: magazine in New Jersey, and I go, I dropped the ball. Oh, I regret my misunderstanding. 12,
1: was it? Oh, my yeah. goodness. I I, thought it was-
2: Another judge went on to blame the flawed internal procedures. Oh, is that what it was? And thanked the Wall Street Journal for helping him stay on his
1: toes the way he's <laughs> supposed to after he got caught. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Oh. And hey, we
2: allow it. And here's here's how we fixed it. You ready? Mm -hmm. The Office of the Federal Judiciary released this statement. (laughs) We take very serious steps in its obligations to preclude any financial conflicts of interest. And we have taken steps steps such as conflict screening software and ethics (laughs) training to prevent future violations. Software... We have Straight. in place a number of safeguards and are mm, looking for
1: ways to improve. Yes, we are always constantly aware of improving. Constant improvement is our goal. So, Your Honor, you own 60,000 <laughs> shares of GE stock, and now you're going to hear
2: in a, a, a case that's going to affect GE stock price. Right. Should you recuse yourself? Hell
1: no. Yeah, right. The software said no. So, software said maybe. <laughs> But now, I own stock in the software company, now,
2: too. Correct. Now, if that's 130 federal judges, we know oh, about.
1: Oh, man.
2: How many judges at the state level and the federal level and the district court level? How many? It's, it's sickening. We are rotting from the inside out But this, in this is, country. This
1: is human nature, and the Founding Fathers understood this, which is why they built the system to work against itself, but we've allowed it to get corrupted. It's time. When is it? When is it not time? This is not gonna. We're not gonna undo this one bit at a time. It'll never happen. Not in our lifetime.
2: No, it's got to be burnt down.
1: It's got to be burnt down and start
2: over. Sometimes you have to go. You have to go scorched earth. You know. Yeah. Really, I mean, seriously, we just keep adding patches and patches and patches, you know. But it's corrupt patch uh, after corrupt patch. Correct. $3.5 billion infrastructure package. There's a mileage tax. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> There's a mileage tax. Every mile you drive, you're going to be taxed like New Jersey would a rainwater tax.
1: But, we can't keep this up. But, Aunt, we talked about this years ago to deaf ears. This is Cloward and Piven. Correct. Overwhelmed the system to collapse it and then reset as socialism. It's in play now. They used the only means they had which was the COVID pandemic to do this because everybody, for whatever reason is frightened of a, a pandemic of biologicals more than anything else, which Correct. to me is kind of laughable, but uh, you know, I'm afraid of tornadoes in the dark and loud <laughs> noises <laughs> and shit. And, Listen, the judges we know are the first here, right? And pineapple on pizza. That's what I'm saying. These are the things that really frighten me.
2: Yeah. You know, the judges are part of the first tier. So what happens is 130 that we know about get caught. They, oh, thank you for bringing it to my attention. The federal judiciary says, we're going to fix it. We're going to do better next time. They issue
1: a statement and they move on above the law. Right. Above the law. But they've got great people above them, too, who are above the law. Ne- people it's like never Nancy ending. Pelosi. Why do they all get elected as paupers and leave as, if they ever leave, as multimillionaires? No one questions this. No. No. Nope. The only so, one who didn't need the money was Trump. And that's why they had to get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still there's still everybody who's know, running in a race for this ridiculous. November is is mentioning Trump of course they are
2: you know uh, again this is, these articles keep coming out the wall street journal broke this story about facebook where they found out that young young kids that were uh, on Instagram were having high, young girls were having higher rates of suicide because of Instagram, and they knew about it, and they buried it, right? Yeah, right? And now they want to come out with a Facebook for kids for under 12 years old.
1: Oh, yeah, like that's going to work.
2: Yeah, they Well, they pulled it back right now because of all, everything that's going on, but I reported a few weeks ago how there's a, a special tier of Social media users, and we knew this all the time it's like the blue check marks on Twitter and stuff right, right. and and Reason magazine, which is pretty center, they came out with a whole article about this, and um uh, only the elites and by the way, it's millions of elites across the country. Facebook has three billion users, and it's a few million people that are listed, mostly media politicians and hollywood type elites, they can say or do anything they want. <laughs> On social media, they had this soccer star from Europe who a woman you know said that he sexually assaulted her. He posted pictures of her on his Instagram naked, and Instagram did not pull them for a full twenty four hours. Oh man, she ended up dropping the lawsuit. This is how they protect each other yeah, exactly okay so we're we're not a part of this. millions of people we've all gotten the the, the warning we've all gone in Facebook jail we don't even know why, right. Right, we do, they don't right. tell us why, but the rich and elites, they Amazon says they're doing one thing, but they go and they do the exact opposite, mm-hmm. and they can continue to do it because nobody they don't answer to anybody. They own both sides of the political party. Yes,
1: you're right. You're right. They own both sides, and they're not stupid, and they've Com- got the money to be able to do it. Look look Com- at how many people have the money. When you guys watch congressional hearings,
2: and you see them railing on the dirty hippie or the <laughs> boot, boot, boot bitch yeah, or the, right. the guy I can't right. from Alphabet. Yeah. that's all theater. Of just like everything else they exactly do. Exactly right. Okay, it's just it's just all theater for us to look at. And if you don't believe that, you know, we talk about it all the time. Let's start at the state level. Some a wise man once said, "What happens in New Jersey doesn't stay in New Jersey." Pennsylvania just introduced a red flag law. Remember, just move.
1: Just move right. Remember, remember just move. Was what was everybody used to say? Just move. Just move.
2: Why are you still there? Get out of New Jersey. Get out, you dummy. Pennsylvania lawmakers have introduced red flag laws in Harrisburg, which they consider reasonable to protect gun owners. Absolutely, reasonable to protect gun owners. I've never (laughs) seen a reasonable bill for us law-abiding gun owners. A
1: reasonable gun control bill to protect gun owners. And the article, many in and
2: outside the gun world believe that ERPOs violate the due process clause. Uh, They do. Yeah. They do. Belief has nothing to do with it. It is actual fact, yes. Correct. They subvert the Constitution as it was intended. It was always called innocent until proven guilty. Red flag laws assume guilty until proven innocent and then still guilty. Unless you're a sex offender, then it's okay, obviously. Or politically connected somehow. So, so we talk about what happens in New Jersey doesn't stay in New Jersey. Last week, 130 House Republicans voted for a bill that had a federal red flag law. Great. Hey, uh-huh. that's great. Yes. So New Jersey took the ball and ran with it, okay, with extreme risk protection orders. Pennsylvania's jumping on it. And now look at this we have a federal bill that's coming out. And it was signed on by 130. Let's find some of these Jersey people because we knew. I'm surprised oh, they're not yeah. co-sponsors. Right. I'm sure uh, Mikey, what's her name? <laughs> from Bank. Yeah, let Banker. me see. Let me see. Let me see. I can't find. Oh, Chris Smith from New Jersey. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go. That's nice. And, and, and listen to this. Remember Mr. I'm changing parties because of Trump, Van Drew? Yeah, yeah. Yep, he voted for it too.
1: Good. How, how do you like that? Good. How do you like that? And Chris Smith, the law, you know the uh, yeah. Now the, this was the this Republican was, who should be removed a hundred years ago.
2: Correct. Now this is the House, and you know we have to see if it's going to survive the Senate. But it's amazing that you know these people that tout themselves as you know uh, supporting the Constitution and reflecting the rights of their constituents could give a shit about any of us. Right. They could give a shit about any of us. Their vote, they vote the way the lobbyists tell them to vote. 100%. So while all that's going on in an alternate universe, murders rose 30% in no, the U.S. in 2020. Not so. Yep, 30%. The rate of, of 6.5 homicides per 1,000 residents... Is the highest since
1: 1997, Sandy. Oh my God, when it was really like war in the streets. Oh, you think, uh, you know, uh, the, um, what is it, defund the police? No. Would have anything to do with it? No. No. I don't think, yeah, I didn't think so. No. Yeah. So the violent
2: crime rate rose 5.2% last year compared to the previous year. The rise in homicides coincided with the pandemic last summer. Homicides should have been down. We were locked in. Exactly. It's harder to kill well, people. Wait, well, wait, no, wait. you're inside. Us, yeah, 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 yeah. Some yeah, of us yeah.
1: were locked down. Other of us were at, yeah. uh, you know, burning cities down.
2: All right, but here's so. the deal. Here's the deal. You ready? Property crime was down nine percent because most people were home, probably, That's right. and you couldn't, rob, <laughs> you their couldn't rob their
1: house. Exactly. There
2: was less foot traffic going exactly. through houses illegally. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So now when you have stuff like this happening, right, in an alternate universe, when this is happening and you see that crime is going up, you take a Soros-backed anti-gun, anti-knife, like district attorney, like from California or let's say Manhattan, and what does Manhattan's uh, Cyrus Vance do? suspends bail amid the Rikers chaos and acknowledges that it could result in more low-level crimes. This is the (laughs) guy that we put in charge of the highest law enforcement officer in Manhattan. We put him in charge. He was voted in to make people safe. And what he does is he releases
1: prisoners onto the street and tells us that we're going to be less safe. And uh, he, uh, I guess, reclassified murder as low-level crime.
2: Yes, here's what he wrote: Attorneys should avoid asking for bail when the threat of confinement under these conditions outweighs the threat to the community.
1: How, how does you explain that to me? How, yeah, exactly. How do you explain that? You vaccinated all the prisoners. So does I, that mean I, vaccines I, don't work? Or I, 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 just,
2: I have a hard time understanding this. No. I, I, I really do. I have it's just because you're trying to think logically. Uh, so we're going to empty the prisons out, and we're going to tell the the, the the prosecutors don't prosecute, let them battle on mm. the street, unless you think it's going to be so. So listen, we're we're not going to keep you in here for that assault and battery and armed robbery. You're going to be good when you get out, right? You're not going to get in trouble. You're not going right. to make me look bad or anything. I'm I'm vouching for you right here. No, no, no. I promise. I, I'm gonna. I'm oh, no, really? Be good. Pinky swear. I'm going to be good, okay? The memo tells prosecutors not to ask for bail when the accused doesn't demonstrate recent violence or in theft crimes that don't involve the intrusion into someone's actual living space. How do you, what a straight face. Oh, so I can rob you
1: on the street and that's fine? So uh,
2: what I don't understand is, I realize they're elites and they live in a protected class. They do not have children that walk the streets, that go to college, no, no, even that... if it's an Ivy League college. They don't have nieces and nephews out on the street amongst us unwashed masses. Uh, or do they just not care? So crime is through the roof and what we do is we empty the prisons. Of course. Because that makes sense, and this is a district attorney who was supposed to be voted in to protect the citizens that voted or appointed them in. But yet they represent and protect the criminals instead, and we tolerate this. And Cyrus Vance, when he runs for the next level of political office, he will get it.
1: Of course, he will, just like Murphy will get reelected. Well, I want to talk about Murphy, too. It is just, you know, but, and it, trans, it transcends everything. You know, vaccines are very effective, but they're not effective. So you should get another shot of the same ineffective vaccine. It doesn't, there is no logic behind any of the reasoning. It's just, it's backwards. Of course, it is. The whole world is upside down. So we kind of allowed it to get like that. Yes. This is what happens under a, a chaos theory, which is, which is exactly what has been foist upon us. They were just waiting for a black swan event. They've been sitting there with this planned from Cloud and Piven days. This is nothing Correct. new. This is the problem, is that the opposition, the communists, the socialists, they play the long game. And they keep us fat and happy and throw us cake. And, and we go right along with it. As long as we're not personally affected by it, we don't say a damn thing. And we have our rights stripped away from us and willingly so. And now this is going to help us
2: out. All right. California will let violence prevention researchers know everyone that owns a gun in California with their names and addresses. Violence prevention researchers. Yes, an academic field rife with hostility to private gun ownership. Everyone who owns a registered gun. Okay, yeah, they they will now know if you're the owner of a weapon, a weapon
1: part, or ammunition. A weapon part. Oh, but if you're a drug lord, uh, well, does you're, that, you're, do you, do you register okay. in a separate registration I'm
2: wondering. Yeah, you're okay. So yeah. this was this was touted by Gavin Newsom, oh, yeah, that's and, great. and he signed yeah. it. Another buffoon. So now a criminal can get a list of what guns you own. <laughs> of
1: course, they can.
2: And your address. Right. And then stake your house out, and your, your your neighbors will know. So your neighbor could say he came outside and threatened me with his black AK-47
1: <laughs> because I went online and I found out he has a black AK-47. <laughs> that's true you are absolutely true. Like you always said, that's nothing but a shopping list. I'm, uh, anyway,
2: Sandy, I got to talk to you. Yeah. I got to talk to you. Mm -hmm. The new CDC director, Rochelle Walensky.
1: We're going to leave that alone. She
2: tells CNN it's Uh pedal to the metal time to study gun violence as a public health threat. Yeah. Okay. That's okay, good. so that's a public health threat. Obesity, not a public health threat. No, no, no. Okay. Um,. Overweightness, diabetes, fatty diet, processed foods, GMOs—every that's not a health threat. She, Rep- Representative Nidia Velasco, gun violence in America is an epidemic that has been going on for decades. Of course, the have. CDC decision to study gui- gun violence is long overdue, and in the past, I have introduced legislation that provides funding for this research. This issue needs to come out of this. She's intelligent. This issue needs come out of the dark. (laughs) Mr. Representative,
1: by the way. I'm going to leave that alone. Well, so is Maxine Waters. All right. We know
2: this. The gun lobby has constantly and the NRA has been fighting. Because if the CDC lists this, that, the 1980s, that, it's going yes. yeah, to affect your insurance. You won't be able to get an apartment. You won't be able to get a mortgage. It's no different than doctors, you know, asking if you have a gun in the house. But, well, how about studying violence? How about studying the recidivism rate? How about not having not, warehousing nothing, none prisoners? None of this.
1: None of this. None of this. None of this fall should fall under public health. None Correct. of it should fall. This is a judicial issue. It is a justice issue. It has nothing to do with public health. If you want to study something, study what's crossing the border right now. Study how we maybe um, uh, go back to basic public health principles and screen people who are coming into your country because the United States Public Health Service's sole goal used to be to protect the country From invasion by a biological issue, whether it be a pandemic or something like that. Yes, to keep us. We can never
2: have a pandemic. No. Yes, we could. We could no. never have a pandemic. That no. would that would never happen. And an open border, they don't have to be vaccinated. No, and Mallorca said that uh, over twenty percent of the people that are coming over the border have an illness. Yes. What's going to happen to our healthcare system, Sandy?
1: The healthcare system is already overloaded. Right I now. know. I've been to the emergency room. It's yeah. not fun. Fun. Well, I mean, talk talk about those poor people in the border town. And the border towns, they're just dumping these people there, and they're being overrun. Their hospitals are overrun, and nobody's getting compensated for that. The town, the ambulance corps, stop and think about what actually has to happen when you've got all these people flooding the border and they're all sick. They're going into emergency rooms with no insurance whatsoever. The hospital is having to put out care And that should be for you. So you're going to sit in line for a long period of time when there's 100 migrants in front of you who have just crossed over the border who are sick. And many of them are very, very sick. And suppose you have chest pain or signs of a stroke or just are in there for cancer screening. You're going to the back of the line and no one really cares. And And the meat
2: popsicle, he doesn't even know what's going on. No.
1: Nor does the appointed buffoon in charge of CDC. Mayorkas, open border Uh, guy, Soros guy My personal opinion Open border,
2: Soros guy, they want to flood the market So that your kids can't make Hmm. money Right Okay, everybody stays poor and the rich and the elites get richer and richer So they have people to wipe their kids' asses and mow their lawn and clean their houses And go shopping for them
1: Yeah, time to cool down
2: Me too I
1: can't
0: still fighting crime the old-fashioned way? Now cut crime in half the time with a fast, easy money-saving solution. Introducing the Shipbaggerator, this year's all-new crime deterrence marvel from the makers of Gun For Hire radio. The Shipbaggerator's compact design makes it quicker and easier to use than jail cells, parole boards, lethal injections, or those costly, outdated electric chairs. Just park your Shipbaggerator in the town square open the lid, and drop the ship bag in. It's that simple. There's no wrong way to use it. Back and forth, side to side, round and round, ship bags go in and come out as a mound. Super sharp stainless steel blades that never need sharpening do all the work. Slice ship bags so thin they only have one side. Built strong to last, they slice through even the toughest ship bags. Murderers, rapists, child molesters, no problem. Just set it to high, and the shipbaggerator's powerful patented motor will handle them three at a time. No muss, no fuss, no bogging down. Just pop the top, drop them in, and watch. As the powerful counter-rotating blades pull any size ship bag through at two feet per second. Amazing. Cleanup is a breeze. Just rinse with a fire hose or run it through the car wash. There's even a pulse setting for serial offenders. Save up the worst and delight the crowds on the 4th of July. Who needs fireworks when you've got the ship baggerator? And it's portable, so you can take it anywhere. But wait, there's more. For a limited time, we'll send you four additional sets of special stainless steel blades that never need sharpening. So now you can chop, slice, (laughs) dice, and cube the ship baggerator and four specialty blades all for the same low low price unbelievable so don't wait Call and get yours today
1: the ship baggerator is available only at gun for hire radio operators are standing by Okay,
2: we're back, and I'm not cool. I'm not cool either, but let's do some public service announcements. So uh, Jay Mickens' music's going to be here. The Empanada Lady, Sip and Swirl, Mr. Cupcakes, and Marty's V-Burger. So make sure you come down Tuesday, 2 to 8 p.m. We will also be having the drawing for the, uh, the, the Spartan Dory, the tip of the spear. Very nice. Uh, Henry Montefrant and I will be giving that away, as well as a uh, signed book, Crime Proof, and maybe even a photo op, as long as the person that wins it is kind of cute. So what we'll, we'll see. Okay. Uh, we're we'll also bring your poker chips, please. Matt is setting up a uh, tricky tray type thing because you can't say Chinese auction anymore. No, you can't. So uh, we're gonna have something like that out there, and uh, let's go. Swollen. Tricky tray. What kind of
1: stupid phrases? Wait,
2: you can't sit Indian style anymore. It's crisscross applesauce. Who thought that? Wait, you didn't know that? <laughs> no. Remember when you that. sat Indian style? Of course. It's, we you date can't ourselves. say that. Oh. It's crisscross apple sauce.
1: Where, where does the apple sauce I been?
2: have no idea. All right. Do you I'll get leave,
1: me? I'll leave that alone.
2: Here's a great letter from uh, Mike Morano. By the way, during the pandemic, when we were hurting financially, mm. every couple of days, Mike Morano renewed his gold membership. <laughs> He's good till like 2035. <laughs> <know>. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> So I haven't seen him in a while. He had some health issues. Both of his parents passed during COVID. So we went in communication, and he sends this lovely email. I wanted to thank you and your team for the great NRA basic pistol class on Saturday. My sister-in-law is my conversion project. She had a great time, really enjoyed it, and has been full of questions ever since. I just signed her up for the 1024 Basic Rifle class. She is a teacher, so in addition to having fun, she viewed the class through a teacher's eyes. So when she says it was well taught, it means more than when I say it. Thanks again, and I will see you soon. Mike, Mike each one, reach one, baby. I, I'm so glad I got to spend some time with you and hang out. We're going to shoot some of his revolvers pretty soon. Uh that's a really good one. I missed uh Nick Serafini. So uh, uh oh wait, well Nick Serafini stopped by early this morning. One of the concierges helped me. Really nice guy by the way. Gave him a pat on the back. Uh we joked about the old entrance. I suggest that you hook up a car battery and jumper cables to the old door. Should solve the problem quickly. Nick <laughs> I like, Serafini. I really like that. Nick, I'm working on it right now. <laughs> uh, My buddy Jess uh, sends an email. She's like, so, from last week's show. So if you live in San Francisco and you steal $900 worth of merchandise, no big deal. But if you spend your own hard-earned money of over $600, the government wants to track that. She wrote, can we please just start the rapture already? (laughs) (laughs) She's right. She's absolutely right. Third tier, Jess. (laughs) Jess. Jess third you come
1: and don't tarry the the criminal
2: stealing 900 (laughs) bucks is second tier jess they need that that's right okay and the people that are empowering it are the first tier so we're the bottom nicholas Manginelli. we keep missing each other we were both in naples florida at the same time he goes i know you're interested in current permits here's mine from clark he applied on 825 and he got it on 917 Bravo, okay. He swung by, he missed me, We played uh, t- we played a uh, tag back and forth. He stopped in today while I was taping the show, so so I missed him. He picked up his gun, and he's a new gun owner, and he's a part of uh, our fold now, which is good. So let's talk about a little bit oh, a little bit more about the news. Uh, Obama urges national gun reform. okay? He's back. You know this is Obama's third term, Obama and Susan Rice, oh, right? Oh,
1: absolutely, sure, yeah. We,
2: we, we, we all know that. Uh, Nancy Pelosi the other day. Or uh, whoever's
1: pulling Obama's strings. Correct. Nan-
2: Nancy Pelosi in a presser the other day. Uh, this is Biden. Biden calls his 3.5 trillion build back better. <laughs> like five times Pelosi called it Obama's build back better
1: plan. Oh, man.
2: Yeah, they say it right right out in the open now. So, of course, Obama says the common denominator for all of this crime, especially in Chicago, is gun violence. And what we need is more common sense gun safety
1: measures. The common denominator is not gun violence. It's shitbag violence. How many people die tragically
2: every weekend, especially kids and innocent bystanders? Exactly. In Chicago, right. what is more federal gun control laws going to do? It's all fundraising, grandstanding. It's just all product placement for their the people that pull their strings, ladies That's and gentlemen. Right. Uh, the gun show loophole and the right. this and the den and universal <laughs> background checks and all of this—it's all bullshit. How many law-abiding citizens are out there committing the crimes? None with legal guns. None. Okay, right. let's face it. Right. Right. You want to talk about bribe money? We all know that Governor Snaggletooth, Governor <laughs> Freestuff, Murphy, the, he got $6.2 billion last year from COVID Federal Relief Package, right?
1: Do you know how much he spent of it so far? Uh, no. 1%. Uh, Did he spend any of it on the uh, funeral costs for the tens of thousands of people who died as a result of his mismanagement? He doesn't acknowledge that. Of course he doesn't, nor does his opponent uh, even bring it up, which is, come on, it's the typical weak-kneed Republican response that I am so sick and tired of. This is what he
2: used so far of the $6.2 billion dollars he approved 1.5 million of this money to pay for a dredging of the Woodbridge Marina that serves 30 large boats.
1: <laughs> and, and that helped the uh, pandemic. How? He's holding on to the money. Yeah, he's given he's us small money.
2: businesses. We got a $252 million tax increase, Sandy, in New Jersey, to pay for the insolvent unemployment benefits. He all didn't right. use it to fund the underfunded, non-funded unemployment benefits. No. Because right? no, he's, he's holding on to it for all those unfunded pensions. It's all coming now. It's eight weeks before the election. And this teacher's union, the police, the fire, all yep. the government workers are all going to get gonna their be beds, their feather yep. beds. They're going to be made whole. And he's going to get reelected. That's why I didn't even watch the debate with him and Chitterelli. No. I'm going to talk about it a little bit, but I didn't even watch it. I didn't either. But that's what's happening. He hasn't used any of this money for us. He's sitting on six billion dollars, and he dredged a marina for a couple of rich people that had some pull. I don't know how dredging a marina uh, equates to federal bailout
1: money for COVID relief. Well, he got, he's got to get his yacht into the uh, show, yeah, into or the, somebody's somebody's yacht god s- dredged somehow. You know, he's got to. You know, so
2: so not a dime. To No trickle down to the people or whatever, uh, just nothing. So it's basically it's just going to be used as bribe money comes the uh, end of October. So be on the lookout, ladies and gentlemen. The election sweats what, five, six weeks away, five weeks away, four weeks away. Watch how he's going to start allocating that money, Mr. Hero. And the media, which is just an extension of the party, will be pushing it. And, and what he'll be doing is any swing areas, he'll be going down there and hand delivering the checks. Oh, you guarantee it. Yeah, for the photo op. Yep, guaranteed. So, so you know, if, if when I was a kid, we had to study the Kennedy-Nixon debate. Remember that debate? Mm-hmm, yes. You can compare the, the Cittarelli and Murphy debate like that. Uh, Murphy, his tie was unkempt, his suit was ill-fitting, and the lapels of his white shirt, one of them was cro- crooked and sitting – uh, outside of his jacket, and then you know he's worth seventy million dollars, and his his face looks like a jack o' lantern on crystal meth. <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, you know, so it's kind of uh, kind of funny.
1: <laughs> a jack o' lantern on crystal meth. <laughs> it's true. Oh, it's okay, and
2: yeah, and you could see Chitarelli was getting under Murphy's skin, but. Listen, we have to we we have to support Chittarelli because if we get Chitterelli in for four or eight years, at least he'll hold the line. I'm i t- I'm so tired of this. Me too, Sandy. You and I have been doing this eleven years. <sighs> oh, I'm tired of I'm it. I'm
1: just so tired. I'm so tired of the same statements over and over and over again. We gotta, you know, we gotta at least we got the Vaseline.
2: Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Yeah, I mean Murphy is going to get back in. He's got six point two billion ways to get back in. That's
1: exactly right. But, yeah. uh, and, but and a million more buffoon Democrats who are going to vote for him. Correct. John yeah. Petrolino wrote
2: a, an article. He went through the whole thing. Murphy kept referring to Chittarelli as freeholder instead of commissioner, and we've also we deemed member freeholders racist. Yeah. So Murphy right. Murphy is basically using a racist term during the debate. Right. Uh, which is interesting. See these these elites; they're above everything. Just like they don't have to wear masks. Only the peasants have to wear masks. We we all know that. So, uh, you know, they talked a little bit about the Second Amendment, and Murphy doesn't think like a, a real estate agent on an open house on Sunday should have a um, a firearm to protect themselves, uh, because obviously, because he has twenty four hour protection. Even when he goes back to private life, he'll have protection because he can afford it.
1: Right. Exactly.
2: Uh, and also Murphy kept uh, circling back talking about how he wants to ban 50 cals and Cittarelli voted against that because of all the drive-by bayonettings and 50 cowlings and flash suppressor rings and retractable stockings we're always having in New Jersey. Right. You know what I mean? You just never know when someone's going to, you know, retract their stock and hit you in the forehead or whatever or something. But the
1: problem is, is the average buffoon voter… Um, and, and this is all they hear. This is yeah, that's all and they don't understand any of this. They really correct. don't understand any. Correct. All of the new gun owners, do you think they understand what a retractable stock is? No. Th- no. They and don't the other, understand any of it. Correct. And the other thing is, uh he kept he, he brought up universal
2: background checks again. Of course he they did. They always circle to the same yeah. stuff. The gun show loophole, universal background yeah. checks. New Jersey has the toughest gun laws, blah, 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 blah. It's the same blurbs. It's the same blurbs over and over and over again, and the media grasp on it, and they'll say Chitterelli's not for that, but he's for this, and he's for that, and the jackasses just vote the same. Yeah, it doesn't. The matter. Same ones and over yeah, and over. And
1: you again. got people like my father-in-law who just go in and pull the D. That's all he cares. He reaches for the blue lever and he pulls that. It doesn't matter what. He voted for a sock puppet, and, yes. and so did every Democrat in this state. So it just gives you the. It's the same idiot who can't find the. And entrance signs. It's the same vote. I mean, you know, what, what, what was it? P.T. Barnum used to say, "Nobody ever went broke underestimating the average IQ of the general public." Correct. The we haven't heard from the U.S. Supreme Court about the three
2: cases: the napping case, the Young versus Hawaii, and the ten-round magazine case. By the way, from New Jersey. That's our case. My one of my babies here. Mm-hmm we know that november 3rd is the um the the court date for the supreme court for the uh, bruin case corlett case everybody's freaking out okay new jersey everybody they all they all wrote briefs and they all wrote letters uh with their senators over 150 senators are trying to get rid of this and my buddy our buddy john l who we know for a long time he's been following the the bruin case and he just wrote you know how many bad arguments there are he wrote this thing in his um uh, Counter apologist, which is a really good blog spot. If anybody wants it, send me an email, and I'll send it to you. And he did a really good takedown on it. I need you, John. I need you to send it to me in a little better English, because there's a lot of legalists in here, and I, 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 I'm confused. But you know, we talk about you know why you know showing cause, and obviously talks about rules for thee and not for me. Obviously, we we all know this is how it works, 100. percent It's nice to hear it from someone from a, a centrist argument. Yeah. you know, in, instead of always, uh, you know, uh, from one side only, but we have these three cases are going to keep popping around, and we'll see what happens with them. And then obviously we're waiting for the Supreme Court case in November third, which is right around the corner. We'll have the results of that in the spring. But there's a lot going on. And when people tell me there's nothing going on, I tell them, well, you're kind of wrong. Check out this email uh, from Mike Laporte. He goes today on your show you hit. On my pet beef, cover and concealment. Regular folks have no idea what cover means. This is why a while back, I began thinking about a new term. I now describe the phrase as the following, concrete and concealment or fortress and concealment. Depending on age, people respond differently to the two options. Younger kids like the fortress version, but, uh, but they all understand what each option of the phrase means. The first time I describe it, like I said, this has been driving me nuts for years. It's a suggestion, but try it out on people. I bet you will find my two alternate versions resonant with uh, folks. God bless Americans. sincerely, Mike Laporte. Mike, I love it. Concrete and concealment. Yeah. For me, that rings true. So concrete, no bullets going through it. Concealment is like hiding behind a curtain. Right. Like a yeah. magician. Yep. I, I love it. And uh, I'm going to use the reference all the time. And everybody that's listening to the show should share it with their friends and family, especially... If you've read my book. Now, this is from a rocket scientist. You ready? This is from Ann uh, Schmidt, Fox News. (laughs) I read this, and I'm like, okay. She wrote an article. Parents are warned. Child kidnappings most likely attempted during these distinct times. You ready? 7 to 9 a.m., 3 to 4 p.m., and 6 to 7 p.m. after dinner, the three times where most kids are out, walking to school, walking home from school, and after dinner, going outside. So she managed to study. She probably got a federal grant or something
1: yes, where
2: they actually figured out that the three peak times where kids are out have the highest incidence of where they can be kidnapped no or abducted. No Really? Yeah. Could you imagine how she oh, just happened to put, she put that together? Oh, good. Teach your kids to be diligent twenty four seven. Teach them to have a secret password. Teach them to not to go with a stranger or a friend or family member. Okay teach them if yeah, I don't care if you live in a gated community no child is safe because predators are sick bastards and our judicial system and our political masters they don't care about our kids do you understand straight up they do not care about our kids it's your job to teach your kids how to be safe and keep them safe <coughs> sorry my nose is clogged it's that time of year yeah it's what's it uh, ragweed yeah I think it is ragweed <laughs> yeah You know, your children are your most valuable assets. It's our job as parents to safeguard them and cater to their needs. Beyond providing general sustenance and a place to live, is it a parent's role to raise a child that can stand on their own and will not be taken advantage of? There's a fine line between raising an aware child and one that will be afraid of their own shadow. So tread lightly. Throughout my book, the subject of children keep popping up as the tips and tricks to keep them safe. Here are some general concepts and ideas to add to what we discussed outside the context of, of different particular chapters. <clears throat> so, one thing that you should teach your child is the concept of a secret password. What would this password be used for? For example, say little Johnny was at school and gets called to the main office. While at the office, Johnny's uncle's there to pick him up. Johnny's uncle says that he was asked by his parents to pick him up and take him out of school early because of a family emergency. At this point, Johnny is supposed to ask his uncle the password. If his uncle does not have the password, Johnny is not supposed to go. Why? Because the majority of child kidnappings that happen involve people the child knows. Now, that's a basic thing. Today, kids have cell phones. Schools are much different where they have to get approval. Who can pick a kid up? Who can't pick a kid up? But the same could be said if, you know, Uncle Johnny pulled up alongside you at the schoolyard and said, Timmy, get in the car. Mom and Dad, were in a bad accident. Right. What's the password, Uncle Joe? I don't have the password. Well, will the police have to come or I won't get in the car. No, it's an emergency. They're both bleeding. I can't get in the car. You have to teach your children this. Yeah. Okay? When you enroll your child in daycare or school or other institution, ask the administrators about their security policies. Find out what their plans are in case of an emergency. A friend of mine was shopping around for daycares and found one that was promising. The daycare was located at a facility that was used as an elementary school. And, in fact, there were two different daycares operating in the same building. They shared the space, and there was nothing that physically separated the two businesses. While touring the building, my friend asked the administrator, okay, I understand that there is another daycare here, right? So if there's an emergency, who is ultimately in charge? Who is the main point of contact that will be handling all the kids if there's a fire, an active shooter, anything at all? He said that the administrator stammered, made a flummoxed face, and there was mostly silent. My friend looked at his wife and just nodded. Needless to say, they did not enroll their child in the daycare. This is the kind of stuff you need to think about. Children love personalized things. Anything that identifies them as an individual. Say your kid loves sharks. What do you do? end up with? You shark everything. Things that people get um, that are the most harmful than helpful are articles of clothing or accessories with your child's name embroidered on. Never get a kid a backpack with their name on it or anything. When I was a kid, my father would have art tart uh, uh, engraved on it. Uh, all it takes is a stranger intent on harm to see your child's name and then they they have half the keys to the kingdom. With that information alone, they could easily sweet talk your kid away from wherever they are and off to never be seen again. Child sex trafficking and molestation are big problems today. You won't see it on the evening news all that often, but if you astutely watch the headlines in different news aggregates, you'll constantly find out about big child porn ring busts, mostly Dem donors, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Large child trafficking operations uncovered in all kinds of horrors. This is why it's so important to raise a child that is aware of today's dangers. An uncomfortable thing that you should consider discussing is your child's private parts. Remember you did that with me, Sandy? I did, yes. You said you were a doctor.
1: <laughs> we you all You said ha- <laughs> you were cute. <laughs> <So>.
2: <laughs> we all have little pet names for our no no areas like pee pee or biscuit. That is fine and dandy biscuit. when you're uh, yeah. Well, I heard I read it online. When <laughs> you're having tub time. But teach your kid to be able to articulate what their anatomy is. Yo, Dad, look at this. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Should the horrific, sorry, should the horrific event of molestation happen to your child, you want them to be able to clearly say, he touched my penis, or he touched my vagina, and put fingers in it. Sounds uncomfortable. That's because it is. In the aftermath of such an atrocity, you, you want no gray areas. You want it black and white. This is exactly what should happen, and the kid should be able to say it. Right. Other... Other child safety concepts in this book should be read o- reviewed often. Remember to teach your kid how to handle a stranger at the door. Remember, um, take into consideration that tip involving using a dog tag when traveling with your child. That's in my book. Don't leave your child in a shopping cart unless you want to get rid of them. Okay? <laughs> right. right. Uh, sign up with an organization that will help you put together a child abduction kit. They ha- there's organizations. A lot of police departments have them out there and everything regularly have emergency drills in your home with them. Teach them how to use a fire extinguisher, how to dial 911. Raise your child to be aware of the sheep wolves and the sheep dogs. Don't teach your kid that the police are bad and will lock them up if they do something that they're not supposed to do, but rather teach them that the police are who you go to if you need help. And live by that credo. Don't crumble about some a-hole cop when you're driving. Children are liabilities when it comes to the security of a family unit, but they are your liabilities, and you need to protect them with your life. These are such important things to talk about. Sandy, remember when we were a kid, your parents said if somebody knocked on the door, don't answer? Right? Yep. Don't answer, right? Right. So I knock on your door, you don't answer. But is that still good? Is no, that good advice? No, no, yeah. no, no more, no more. You can't you can't do that. Now what you have to do is you you have to um you have to tell your kid to announce, hello? Yes, my dad's in the living room or he's on the phone right now and he can't come here right now. Uh but uh come back or uh He and mommy are later wrestling or something. Him and mommy are, re- are wrestling. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
1: Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: love it. Oh. But yeah, the old days, they told you don't answer the door. Right. Here's what happens a white van pulls up. One guy stays in the driver's seat. The other guy gets out with a clipboard, knocks on the door. There's no answer, pulls a crowbar out, rips open the front door, runs in, grabs a bunch of electronic devices and swags, and runs out. Now you're standing behind that door, or you're playing video games because your parents told you don't answer the door. It's a whole different ball of wax now. Now you announce, yes, hello. No, my mom's in the bedroom right now, or she's on the phone right now, and we can't come to the door. Or my dad is here. Don't say my dad's home on the way from work. And listen, teach your kids that at this point, don't be calling mom or dad if shit goes down. Call nine one one. Right. All right. Nine first. Because your mother, first thing your mother or father's gonna say, Did you call
1: nine one one? Right. Exactly. And
2: you're going to be like, oh, "No, I forgot to go. Okay, now they they have to hang up on you to do it? Are they going to want to hang up on you to do it?" Right. <sighs> Things to talk about. So, let's talk about uh my movie Necessary Evils coming out soon. This Tuesday is going to be a big big thing. Uh crimeproofcrimeproofbook.com. Think like a criminal and beat them at their own game. On sale now. Right. On sale now. QuarantineCrawl.com. Go on QuarantineCrawl.com. It's our Chamber of Commerce. Evan Nappin, the Gun Lawyer Podcast, exposing the truth about the laws designed to strip you of your freedoms. Do not forget John Petrolino's book, Decoding Firearms. It's available on Amazon, or if you come to the open house on uh, Tuesday, you can get it while you're here. Sandy, you want to talk about VHS, please? Well,
1: we are raising money for homebound disabled veterans and veterans in need of memory care. You can join us by going to GoFundMe.com and searching for VHS of Ocean County, Victor Hotel Sierra of Ocean County. Visiting Home Care of Ocean County is joining with us to provide care. They are a 501c3 community-based nonprofit organization that is the only one stepping up to help veterans in need of care under the Biden and Murphy administration, both of which have devastated the funds available for disabled veterans, sadly, takes about a hundred bucks a day to provide care for a veteran. And there is far more need than we have funds available. We're trying to raise a minimum of five thousand dollars between now and the end of the year to continue providing care to the veterans that we are providing care to right now. Anything you can do to help, five bucks, ten bucks, it's the little donations as well as the big donations that make the world go round. In the case of families who need memory care, it is a wonderful respite for a, a day, a half a day a week just for them to be able to get some shopping and errands done. It is a twenty four hour seven day a week labor of love to provide care to someone in need of memory care and your donation can give them a well-deserved respite break for an afternoon it is unfortunate but family caregivers are so easily overlooked i want to thank uh this week michael p george y you wacko Crazy man, George and John are the best. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, John C., uh, Steve K., and Mark, Mark Sanchez, I can say his name. Mark Sanchez, Mark Sanchez is a good man. Good man. These folks need our help. And let me tell you, I have seen the fax machine pumping out page after page after page of requests from the VA uh, for care. And yeah. it, it breaks your heart because they go unfilled and um, only we are there and most of these guys are Vietnam vets at this point some Korean vets and God, we, you know we, we shit all over them when they came back from Vietnam let's not do that anymore please Yeah. Um, anything you can do $5 $10 it doesn't have to be the big donations like these guys are giving uh, but I do thank them so much for that for, for the selflessness uh, of, of giving um, that's all I got to say Thank you so much. I uh, hope to see you at the
2: grand reopening. Antoine Cerf, a new member coming on to the quarantine crawl.
1: My man, him and his daughter just became members on Sunday. Nice. Yes. Well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yes. yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun For Hire Radio. Gun For Hire Radio is a kind of thick media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer, Anthony Calandro, author of Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, Crime Proof, which you should be buying for everybody, by the way. We love you guys, and we'll see you again next week. I got to
0: pee. to